0: This is Brojo Online, Masculinity, Confidence and Integrity, with Dan Munro. Alrighty then, welcome back to Brojo Online Podcast, episode number whatever. And today we're going to be talking about problems, something we all have in common. This is going to be quite a challenging, probably a bit of an in-your-face episode, I mean, the title says it all. You are the cause of all your problems. And this is not about blame. This is not about saying that you're a bad person or that you sabotage your life or anything like that. It's about truth. It's about accuracy. It's about looking at the world and seeing it as it really is. And therefore, being able to design strategies to react to the world that are actually effective. So if you don't know what a problem actually is, then your problem solving will suck. And it will be ineffective. And most people don't seem to know what a problem is. They have a pretty clear idea in their head of what a problem is, but that idea is wrong. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. In my opinionated, rant-style way. So let's cut straight to the fucking chase here. What is a problem? What is a problem? What is the definition of that word, problem? I want to start by having a look at Stoicism. And my favorite Stoic of all time, Marcus Aurelius, the Roman Emperor. And I won't quote him exactly, enough people are doing that, but what I will say is a, a key message that comes through Meditations, his you know, best-selling book, his diary, is that harm only occurs when you believe harm has occurred. He's got this very solid theme throughout all of his musings and considerations of life, and that is... You're only really hurt by life when you believe what happened is a hurtful thing to happen. He talks about how a problem is very subjective. It's a subjective experience of what is essentially a neutral event. So how does something go from being neutral to being a problem? Well, it's all about the interpretation. If something happens to me, there's this period of time, it might only be a couple of nanoseconds, Where this thing is not a problem, it's just something that happened to me. If I then interpret that thing that happened to me as a problem, then it becomes one. But until I do that interpretation, it was just an event. It's really easy to see with things that are so obviously subjective. Let's say something like you order something at a restaurant. And they forget to put sauce that you wanted on it, right? Let's so you order some chicken and they forget to put mayonnaise on it, right? Now, to some people, they would say this is a problem. Others, it doesn't matter. And therefore, it's not a problem. So you can have two people at the same table. They've both ordered the same thing. Both of them, uh, the, the waiter's forgotten to put sauce on it or whatever. But one person... There is no problem in their life, and the other person suddenly has a problem. Which one of those people is correct? Well, the truth is they both are. One person decided that they don't have a problem, so they don't have one. Another person decided that they do have a problem, and now they have one. Whether or not there's sauce on the chicken is irrelevant. Sauce on the chicken, missing sauce, that is neutral. Until you decide it's a problem. And I want you to start by thinking about this. What do you notice is a problem for you, but doesn't seem to be a problem for some other people? Or vice versa? What do you notice people complain about that you don't give a fuck about? Notice how they've made something into a problem that you see as a neutral event. Let's say you're used to driving in traffic. You live in a busy city, and you're used to the commute where there's traffic. Right? For you, that's just it's not a problem. It's just Monday morning where you live. And yet you look across, and there's a guy in the car next to you, and he's lost his mind about the traffic. You can see him beeping and gesticulating at the other drivers and trying to cut through the traffic. For him, the traffic's a problem. But for you, it's normal. You left early, you know, because you knew it'd take half an hour to get through the traffic. This is your normal drive. You don't feel any sense of problematic. And yet this guy next to you, his day's ruined by it. It's so those moments when you can clearly see how subjective a problem is. Even something as brutal as getting your ass kicked. I'll share an experience I had where something was a problem and then it wasn't one. I you know, there's a couple of times in my younger years where I got beaten up quite viciously. One time at a party I had about four or five guys like kicking me on the ground kind of a real hiding. Uh, another time I had this real, this older guy who was just made out of solid rock just smash me in the face. It was just like the hardest punch I've ever received. Now at the time, those were problems for me. But now I look back at them and I see them as events that led me to discover martial arts. They're events that provoked me into uh, trying to build up my toughness and resilience and They were essentially catalysts for change, those events. They made me want to be a better person, or made me want to find my strengths, I should say. So I can't really call them problems anymore. If anything, they were fucking solutions. They woke me up. So even a situation, even a situation that occurred in my life, it was simultaneously a problem and not a problem. At one time in my life it was a problem, another time it wasn't, and yet the event hasn't changed. Just my interpretation of the event has changed. The point of this podcast is really one thing. is to wake up your mind to the idea that there are no objective problems. There is nothing that occurs in the world that everyone will agree is a problem. All problems are subjective or intersubjective. Lots of people might agree on something being a problem, but that doesn't actually objectively make it a problem. It's not the truth It's just an agreement. There's a lot of people that think ISIS is a problem. But ISIS don't think that. They're pretty happy with blowing people up. For them, terrorism isn't a problem. It's a good old time. And they're human beings too, believe it or not. The fact that the rest of us go, this fucking ISIS problem needs to be solved, we have decided that it's a problem. Now, it doesn't mean that we're right or wrong. It's just it's not a problem until we decide it is. And terrorism's a great example because we've decided it's a very big problem when actually statistically it isn't a big problem. There's far greater issues. You're more likely to die from obesity, many, many more times more likely, than to die from a terrorist attack. And yet you probably rank terrorism as a bigger problem. That's subjective. We've also got this idea that Problems and harm and pain all synonymous with each other. We are one of the weakest generations of humans, in my opinion, because we believe that harm and pain are a problem. We believe that it is always wrong and always bad to hurt. Yet that is subjective. And the funny thing is, we live our lives constantly disproving that idea. We think, oh, it's wrong to be in pain. And yet we don't mind hurting when we're at the gym. We kind of like that pain. We don't mind hurting when we get a tattoo. To kind of like earn it type pain. We don't mind grieving over an elderly grandparent who's passed away. We think it would be weird to not be in pain in that moment. And that kind of happy sad thing you get when a new baby is born. Where it like hurts you but in a good way. You wouldn't want to change that emotion for the world. those are all pain. So the idea that anything harmful or painful is automatically a problem, that's also incorrect. There's plenty of types of harm and pain that you welcome into your life. And and I'll sort of define those words, pain is just a sensation of pain. Harm might be the damage caused by a painful event long term. Like I got harmed when I got my ass kicked by five guys, you know, I was in pain for many days, and who knows, I may have I've got injuries now from snowboarding and rugby and martial arts and dancing. You know, I've been harmed by those things. But I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't undo those experiences. So how can I call them a problem? What is a problem? A problem is your internal reaction to a neutral event. Your internal reaction to a neutral event. That is a problem. There is no neutral uh, event that's a problem. There's nothing external to you or even internal inside your body that's a problem. Only your reaction to it. It is not a problem until you decide it's wrong. And if your brain, your body, causes the reaction you have to a neutral event, then that means you are the one that causes the problem. I want you to just notice that. We're going to talk in a little bit later on about how this isn't totally a controllable experience and acknowledge that. But just, I want you to just observe and recognize that everything you've suffered from, that you call a problem, can only cause you suffering if you decide it's a problem. If you come to the conclusion that this thing shouldn't be happening and that it needs to be solved and that it's bad and wrong and painful, if you decide that, then it becomes a problem and then you suffer. But it cannot hurt you until you decide that. Right now, there are things occurring in your life that you do not call problems, and so you do not suffer from them. But there are other people out there who have those same things occurring and they're suffering greatly. You know, a great example for me is ever since I left my safe government job at Department of Corrections, my finances have been a fluctuating roller coaster nightmare. Up and down and up and down, being an entrepreneur financially is exhausting. I do have some stability now, but for many years, I had no idea what next week's finances were going to look like. And that was a real problem for me. Until I accepted it. Until I finally came to the conclusion, hey, being an entrepreneur is not the same as being an employee. It's not guaranteed and safe and consistent. And as soon as I was okay with that being the truth, my fluctuating finances stopped being painful to me and I stopped calling it a problem. It wasn't a problem that needed to be solved, it was just an event that I needed to manage. While some things are inherently harmful, like getting punched in the face, getting sexually abused, uh, starving, there are some things that no matter who you are, they're going to hurt you, but they're only problems when you don't accept the pain. Even something as horrific as rape. For a rape to continue being a problem in someone's life, the person needs to continue not accepting that the rape took place And to continue seeing the pain, the trauma caused by the rape, as bad and wrong. When someone's in recovery from something as as terrible as that, one of the key tipping points of their recovery is when they finally go, okay, this did happen to me, and it has changed me. Now how do I become a better person because of it? How do I become a stronger person because of it? How do I turn it into a strength? How do I turn it into something that benefits me and the world? When that tipping point occurs, it's amazing, you get this with a lot of people who have been through trauma, is when they finally get to that stage of acceptance when they're like, I'm going to use this as a strength, and they start to see that their life has been irrevocably changed by this event, but not in a bad way, they've become a stronger, different, more resilient person because of it, a lot of people said, I wouldn't change it now, I wouldn't undo what happened. Now, some people never get there, and I really feel for those people. But even, you know, I mean, I never got sexually abused, but I definitely got my ass kicked. And the violence could have traumatized me. I know people have been through similar levels of violence and been traumatized by it. They're now agoraphobic and can't leave their house, or they're terrified of confrontation, or whatever. But I would not take back those ass kickings. Absolutely not. In fact, I joined Krav Maga lately, and I'm quite happy because it's pretty brutal. We actually hit each other. I didn't see that coming, you know. I thought it was going to be one of those gentle martial arts. But I come home bruised. And I'm glad for it. I don't see that as a problem. Every time someone punches me in the chest and leaves a knuckle mark, I think, yep, now I'm a little bit tougher. My perception, my interpretation of the event makes it not a problem. But when I first got my ass kicked, I interpreted it as a problem and so I became one. Now there's nothing wrong with having problems. In fact, I think they're the source of satisfaction. There's nothing better than problem solving, really. Can you think of anything more satisfying than solving what seemed to be an impossible problem? Willingly? Joyfully? Sometimes people lose their satisfaction in solving a problem because they can't let go of the idea that they shouldn't have had the problem in the first place. Now, you can only believe that you shouldn't have had a problem if you don't believe that you cause problems. So when someone says, ah, this shouldn't have happened, what they should really be saying is, I shouldn't have interpreted this as a problem in the first place. But you did. And the thing is, there's nothing wrong with this. When you interpret something as a problem, you're giving yourself some work to do. You're giving yourself a reason to fucking live. But most people do this in a really misguided way. They look at the traffic, something that they cannot do anything about, and they go, this is a problem. Well, you can't call something a problem if it can't be solved. There's no problem in the world that can't be solved. Anything that can't be solved is just fact. Like gravity. Gravity's not a problem because you can't solve gravity. You can't get rid of it. All right? You can't do shit about it. No matter how many times you drop something, it's going to fall to the fucking ground. So there's no point in trying to solve gravity. But there might be a pr- point in trying to solve the thrust of a rocket against the force of gravity. That's a problem you can solve, a very satisfying one if you're an engineer or a scientist. You can't fix gravity, but you can make a machine that can beat gravity. You might not be able to beat the traffic, but maybe you can find a more effective way to get to work, or maybe you can convince your boss to let you work from home. Those are problems that are worth trying to solve. They're, They're the kind of problems that the very act of trying to solve them will build your confidence, and we'll talk about that in a minute too. But the point being is you cause the reaction to a neutral event, to make it into a problem, which means not only do you cause problems, you get to choose what is a problem and what isn't. You get to choose what it is you try to solve and what it is you let go. Except most people aren't aware that they make this choice, and so it's kind of done automatically by their brain. They totally ignore the problem they could solve, like asking your boss to work from home, and focus on the problem that they can't, like being stuck in traffic. Because all problems are subjective, you must choose the ones you want to prioritize. You must choose what is solvable. What is worth putting energy and effort into. What lines up with your values is something that will, no matter how it goes, you'll be a better person because of the experience. And what things have you called a problem which are actually just facts of life that you have to accept? I can't solve the problem of somebody beating me up in the past. It's impossible. I can't go backwards. But I can solve the problem of me being bitter and resentful about it. Possibly. I can solve the problem of me being a victim about it. I can solve the problem of me not knowing how to do martial arts. Now these aren't problems until I decide they're problems. But once I do decide it, I may as well make a go of it, if they are solvable. I went out and I tried to solve the problem of me not knowing martial arts. Now I'm no black belt, but I definitely feel more sure of myself now. I feel like if a fight breaks out, I can at least throw a punch, you know, delusional as I may be now. But I feel better about myself for having somewhat solved that problem, or at least improved on it. As Mark Manson says, self-development is really just finding better problems to have. But it comes with the unside you also have to stop giving a fuck about things that aren't actually problems because they can't be solved. Or they're not worth solving. Or they're just fine as they are. Your painful reaction to them is only because you called them a problem. Until you called it a problem, there wasn't even any pain or suffering. It's, it's interesting being in the Czech Republic. This is a culture where, like, if someone brings you a meal at a restaurant and there's a hair in the meal, they'll complain every time. I'm not like that. I don't give a fuck if there's a hair in my meal. I'll pull it out and I'll eat around it. It's just, it does not qualify as worthy of my time, energy, attention. You know, if if a place serves me food and it's yuck, I just won't go back to that place. I don't need to complain about it. I don't give a fuck. It's just fuel. That's my perspective on food. And because of that, food's never a problem for me. But some people, where they decide that having quality food is important, even though that's something they cannot control, then pretty much every meal that's ever served to them is some form of a problem. And they just suffer, problem after problem, all of them pretty much unsolvable, except by whinging. Your biggest problem is trying to solve something that either doesn't need to be solved or can't be solved. And this tendency that you have comes from believing that one day you can be problem-free. This idea that anything that's a problem should be solved so that one day you don't have any left. Well, fucking newsflash, because you cause the reaction that makes problems occur, you're always going to have them. I don't care what spiritual gurus say, it's impossible to stop doing this. You can be well into your 90s, all enlightened and shit, meditating 26 hours a day, doesn't matter, you're still going to have problems. You're still going to look at something and go, ah, that shouldn't happen. It'll still be just a neutral event, it was never objectively a problem, but you're going to make it one, and your brain cannot stop itself from doing that, and why should it? That's where all your satisfaction comes from, eventually. When you look at something it pisses you off and like, that, that fucking thing needs to change. You just set yourself a, an enjoyable challenge if you pointed your, your energy in the right direction. If you're looking at something that cannot be solved and you think that needs to change, you're just going down the path of misery. And so you're going, okay, well that can't be changed, but what can I do about this? What can I do about X, Y, Z? These things I can change. There's also another factor to this, which is that being reactive, being somebody who sees everything that doesn't go the way they planned as a problem, or everything painful as a problem, becomes what I call a sensitive, reactive person. And the problem with being sensitive and reactive is not only do you have more problems simply because you're having more reactions, but you actually start to create this avalanche effect where problems escalate and compound and accumulate. You know, somebody who's extra reactive and sensitive is going to be more likely to be abused by other people. The way you react will attract abuse, so you'll compound problems by your reaction to something as a problem. Like if someone tries to pick on me, if I just basically brush it off and be like, yeah, whatever, dickhead. It's very unlikely that they'll keep doing it, because they're not getting the reaction they want. But if I'm like, how dare you talk to me like that? That's so unfair. They're going to be like, oh, fuck, yeah, this person's worth a show. And they'll pick on me more. And the other person watching think yeah, let's pick on this person. Suddenly, you're being bullied by everybody. Now, it's not always the case. It's just an example. But drama escalates when you see everything as drama. If everything that happens in your friend circle is worthy of gossip and complaining and so on and so forth, then you're going to find yourself in a very dramatic social circle. The truth is, your social circle is neutral, but you see it as dramatic. It's going to be tiring, exhausting. You'll compound small issues by overreacting to them. You know, you get to the airport, like I, I did. I went to the airport, and uh, I, I, I'm terrified of fucking airports. I'm fine with flying. It's airports. It's the, it's the whole checking-in process, the tickets, finding the right gate, being on time, delays. I've had so many issues in airports that I just see airports as a problem now. You know, can clearly see that other people are totally fine with airports. They walk into an airport, there's no anxiety. They don't see problems needing to be solved. They just see, you know, tasks to be accomplished. There was one time I, I went to the airport and I had, actually I was, I was on a, now I'm already on an avalanche of all sorts of minor problems because I've been uh, having some issues. And I'd booked the ticket for the wrong day. I'd booked the ticket for yesterday. So I'd showed up exactly 24 hours late. And once I realized this, I kind of panicked. And I started rushing around. And now the queues for the ticket agencies were a problem. Before, there were just people standing there. But now that I saw me needing a ticket right here and now, this thing that had to be solved today, now that I saw that as a problem, the queues were also a problem. And because I was stressing myself out... The lack of Wi-Fi connection was now a problem, because I couldn't book tickets online. And then eventually, when I came to realize that there was no chance I was flying today, that all the tickets were sold out, then the tickets being sold out was a problem. And then, because I was stressed, I couldn't really find a bus to get home, and then the buses and public transport were a problem. So many problems from things that were originally neutral events. Now, had I shown up to the airport and just gone, Ah, shit, missed my flight, guess that's it then none of those other problems would have occurred. If I'd accepted the first thing as an unsolvable, which means it's not a problem, then the queues wouldn't have been a problem, the Wi-Fi wouldn't have been a problem, the public transport wouldn't have been a problem. But because I didn't accept the first thing, all the rest escalated. And this is how many, many, many people live their life on a daily basis. They wake up and there's no eggs for breakfast and that's a problem. An unsolvable one at that time of day. And then because they're rushing around trying to think of something new for breakfast, they're a bit late and now there's extra traffic and that's a problem. They get to work and they're grumpy because of the traffic and their grumpiness is a problem. None of these things can be solved, so they're all wasted energy. Where if the person just going, ah, there's no eggs, guess I'll have some toast then. And not ranted and raved and beat their head against the wall about the original unsolvable, then there wouldn't have been all those other problems. So how do we do this? How do we deal with problems? The key is in understanding that problems are training resources if they're solvable. If a problem is solvable, there's something you can gain out of it. It doesn't mean you'll be able to solve it. It might not be solvable by you right now. Maybe it's a bit beyond your current skill level. But trying to solve something that you can make some progress on is almost always like a development. It, It will be like going to the gym. Not every workout will make you a superman, but it always builds your strength. There's a concept uh, called anti-fragile. Nassim Taleb, he wrote a book called Anti-Fragile. Now in my opinion, most of the book is garbage, but the first chapter where he talks about how people who turn problems into uh, like growth opportunities become anti-fragile. They become someone you can't shatter, someone you can't break, someone who absorbs difficulty and comes out better because of the experience. And that's how I try to view problems. One, I cause the problem by reacting to something. Two, I decide whether or not it's solvable, so whether or not it remains a problem. And then three, I look at how trying to solve it can make me a better person. For example, my fluctuating finances. I didn't necessarily completely solve that problem, but I did definitely do what I could. I managed my budget better. I learned how to finance things Um, I learned how to manage money, I got advice and support from others, and now I'm actually pretty onto it when it comes to money. At least managing it and not being controlled by it, the fictional fucking thing that it is. So that problem was worth me putting some time and effort into. Now the problem of being rich, if I look at my account and say, if I'm not a millionaire, that's a problem, that's a waste of my time. It might take me, you know, if I'm really greedy and and nasty for many years, I might become a millionaire, but that's not going to make me a better person. It's not a solvable problem that's worth solving. Problems are there to make you stronger, smarter, more adaptable. They create evolution and growth. They're kind of like your own little test, uh, your own little development tool. But you've got to have yourself pointed in the right direction. Now, how do you know this? You've got to be journaling. Witness your reactions. Witness, you know, get your journal out and write, this is what I think are my problems right now. And quickly cross out all the ones that you can't solve, or that aren't worth trying to solve, or that you would rather solve by just allowing them to be. You prefer to accept them rather than change them. And then you're going to be left with a list of things that it's worth trying to solve. You might not succeed in solving it, but you can see, hey, if I put effort into trying to solve this thing, one way or the other, I'm going to be stronger, smarter, more adaptable. And when you notice your reactions causing you harm, when you notice yourself calling something a problem when really it's just objectively neutral, instead of trying to change the, the neutral event, try to change your belief. But what do I believe that makes this hurt me? You know, quite often the reason somebody can go and do push ups at the gym until their chest burns. It's because they have the belief it's okay to hurt to build your body. It's a helpful belief to have for the gym. But if you have a belief it's not okay to hurt to develop a romantic connection, you'll find it very uncomfortable to have honest conversations with people. But having honest conversations with people is not inherently harmful. Nothing bad happens to you. So it's the belief that needs to change. You need to go, how do I change my belief from discomfort being bad, you know, discomfort from honesty being bad, To discomfort from honesty being good. It's really simple. I go out and be as honest as I can until it doesn't hurt anymore. Real simple. That's a problem I can solve. It's a problem I can work on. It's a problem that no matter how it ends up, I will be stronger, smarter, more adaptable. And finally, just remember, no one and nothing harms you without your permission, without your decision to be harmed. Now this is not always consciously controllable. You can go out there with all the stoic books in the world and say, you know what, pain is just subjective and suffering is subjective, if I choose not to suffer I won't, and you're still going to suffer. You know, you will, things will piss you off or somebody will just punch you in the face and it's just too much for your current level of psychological flexibility. But while it's not always consciously controllable, it is always true that no one harms you without your decision to be harmed. You might not be able to always control that decision, but you always make it. It may happen subconsciously, but it happens inside you. So instead of aiming to avoid harm, aim to become unharmable. Now, it doesn't mean unaffected. You're allowed to be affected by things. In fact, you're not going to have any worthwhile problems to solve if you're not affected. But whether or not you're harmed and damaged by problems... That actually comes from being fragile. That comes from not exposing yourself to problems that can be solved on purpose. Not deliberately going into difficult situations and going, bring it on. Of throwing all your energy at the traffic rather than at talking to your boss in a courageous way. The more you throw yourself into your problems that can be solved, the harder it becomes to harm you. You become resilient. You know, I got a lot of this from Traveling. I always travel in the kind of sort of cheap and nasty, freestyle, spontaneous way. It's very rare for me to travel in a luxurious way. And so I'm just constantly, every day, has got problems. Some dude's trying to scam me, something doesn't go to plan, I end up in a dangerous part of the city, whatever. And because I'm constantly exposed to stuff like this, when I get home and, you know, somebody burns my toast for breakfast, I just don't give a fuck. I'm so unharmed by that because I've been through so much worse. On purpose. I'm anti-fragile now. When somebody tries to offend me now. I'm just so unaffected by it because I've exposed myself to so many like richer debates and criticisms and feedback and so on. It doesn't mean that nobody can get through to me. I've just got a higher resistance now. I hope that was helpful for you. As always, send through your feedback. Dan at brojo.co.nz And join up to the Brojo membership if you want to learn more about this kind of stuff. Brojo.org And I'll see you all for the next one. Cheers.